This is Sports Best, brought to you in part by Seas Candy. Ooh, try a Scotch Mellow. Here on Sports Best, we are driven by the mantra, try it until you like it. Wait a minute, that's our other show on the Food Channel. Worst, no worst, only best, that's it. We're broadcasting fake live and direct on the Believe Podcast Network. He is the one and only Andrew Keller, who last time I checked, had bench pressed 250 pounds, 10 and a half times, and I'm Larry Olson, and today is my leg day. Hello, Andrew. Hello, back and by chest and try is my motto. I walk <laughs> around and I make sure that those get taken care of and nothing else matters. <laughs> I feel like, once again, I'm prefacing this. There's thousands of sports going on in the United States, but we're going to start in Korea. We've got the man rub bet on whose Korean baseball team will finish higher. Currently sitting atop the KBO is the NC Dinos at 77 and 45. They have a 631 winning percentage. We care more about the LG Twins. Who is Andrew's team? They sit at a 556 winning percentage, close behind the Kia Tigers, the New York Yankees of the KBO at 520. So as the playoffs get going here, it looks like I'm going to lose the man rub bet and your Korean team will finish higher than mine. Let's hope we finish strong because the, what are they called? The Durham Bulls of the KBO are going to finish strong. (laughs) I've been saying this for weeks. I'm going to say it again. There's too many doggone sports going on in the world right now, and I now have stats to prove it. Ratings for most of the sports going on are down. Ratings for the Stanley Cup Finals, down 60%. Final round of the U.S. Open Golf Tournament, lowest ratings in more than 30 years. U.S. Open Tennis Tournament, 45% lower than the year before. Kentucky Derby, even NFL games have lower ratings this year we're being overridden by sports, Andrew. I think we're being overridden by the KBO. I'd like to say that the KBO <laughs> sales are up, KBO coverage is up, and that's probably the only thing that is the difference. I don't understand this, though. I mean, well, except for people in Texas. Most of us are still sitting at home with nothing to do because we are in a worldwide pandemic. You'd think we'd still be tuning into sports as our mainstay, but apparently not. I don't, what are people doing? Going to Texas? Well, I think there's a lot of theories on this that like maybe there's too many sports and you're not watching it. Maybe people are watching the election. Maybe people are are upset that the social justice message is being sent out. I mean, everyone has their own theory. There's not like a specific one. I think the social justice one probably isn't the most true because like I I saw a lot of tweets recently about the the NBA has decided that they're going to take off their social justice message on the courts and on players jerseys next season and someone's like oh your ratings are down 60 percent nothing like loss in revenue to get you to change your way but all the other sports are down the nhl isn't trying to that isn't putting a message out there so i don't know if that's it i'm watching less sports do you think it has to do with the fact that there are no fans in these places mainly and that like that's sort of displeasing or not very delightful on people's eyes so like i don't want to watch that i think people could have that thought but watching the nba playoffs it doesn't feel like people aren't there like they've done a really good job of masking it they have the sound they have the people and if you're not like looking at the stands it feels like a normal game i don't know if that matters there's probably some version of watching sports is a very social thing where people watch at bars or you watch with your friends and it's a little bit less enjoyable to watch it at home by yourself so that could be another factor in it. This um, sports bar by my house literally moved their entire operation outside, like in the parking lot. So they got the TVs all over. 
and I drive by this, and it is always packed. There's people watching sports all the time outside on these TVs. It's not proving my, it's not helping my statistics here, but nevertheless, just from my bird's eye view, I see people at the sports bars outside. You made a comment about how everybody but Texas, but I think the comment is everybody <laughs> but Florida. Florida about two weeks ago is like, we're going full steam ahead, no restrictions, live your life. And I saw that the governor, DeSantis, told the Miami Dolphins that they can operate at full capacity, which I think is 65,000 fans. So they're like, if you want to have that, if you want to have 100% capacity, you guys can do it. And uh, for now, the Dolphins aren't taking them up on that. They said they're going to max out at 13,000 for their next home game on October 25th. But uh, Florida's Florida's going to be the test test subject. I am neither a governor nor the owner of an NFL team. Um, I don't know if it is prudent for a governor to say, hey, go ahead and fill up your 65,000 seat stadium during a pandemic. I don't know. I could be I could be wrong on that. I don't know if it's prudent or not, but someone has to have the authority to do it. And I think the governor is the one that has the authority. I've been watching cases very closely, especially in Florida, when about 10 to get 10 days ago, they said that they were going to reopen. They peaked on their daily number of confirmed cases on July 11th, and they've kind of been trending down ever since. It'll be interesting because if it spikes up again, it'll be within the next five to seven days, I would think. Also, at some point, everyone in the country knows the risks of coronavirus. And if you want to go to a game at some point, like I've been saying, like someone has to be the first to do it and they might be right and they might be wrong. But at this point, let people make the decision. I don't think I would say today on this show that if the Dolphins said we can operate 100% capacity, they would not fill up the stadium. I don't think. I, I just, know. I love this idea that you're such a passionate Miami Dolphins fan that you're like, I have got to get to this game. I don't care if I get coronavirus. I just love that guy. Also, oh, I, I remember I remember a story about five years ago that the Dolphins were paying celebrities like thousands of dollars just to come to their game because <laughs> they wanted to draw. Like, they, they're not going to fill up 65,000 fans. One other note that the Super Bowl is supposed to be in Tampa in February, so this could set up a fully capacity fully capacitated super bowl i don't know how to say that but wait a minute so the super bowl is in florida and they're gonna fill that thing well we don't know if that's the case so far they've only told the dolphins that they can occupy at full capacity you still have uh the tampa bray uh gronkineers and also jacksonville <laughs> so we'll see how this all plays out by the way i mean do the dolphins even have a win this year i think they do i think they're 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 winning Okay, well, like Charlie Sheen, <laughs> the Dolphins are winning. Well, hey, if you want to take me to the Dolphin Dolphins game, that'd be great, Andrew. I'd, I'd, I'd be, I'd be up for that. Yeah, I'll buy the tickets. You pay for everything else. <laughs> Damn it! Damn it! I knew that was coming. Hey, um, this is an interesting story that I don't understand. You have to explain this to me. Uh, the NBA Finals are going on on Friday night. The Lakers have a chance to close it out. The Heat are up three games to one. But here's what I understand: the Lakers are going to wear a uniform made of snakeskin. That doesn't seem like um, like that would feel really good. Is it Mendes next said? I just read the article. I thought they were just wearing the color black. Oh, oh, I thought because it they're gonna wear their Mamba jerseys, and I thought they were talking about like they're gonna wear like a snakeskin tank top. <laughs> yeah, that would be a different look. I think well, cause, anything goes. Because the other thing too is like, man, they're gonna have to kill a lot of Mamba snakes 
to get all of the skins for i mean how many jerseys they got on the team 20 jerseys they got a black mamba was a spider is it a snake i think it's a snake oh boy but then they got to pay some guy where the mambas live to kill all the snakes and then cut them off and then make jerseys out of the skins i yeah anyway i think they're going for their 17th (laughs) nba championship um and i guess in honor of kobe bryant they're gonna wear the black jerseys which i think is it's exciting. I think it'd be cool if this was the only game they were doing it, but they have worn black a few times throughout the the playoffs, and it's treated them well. Black Mamba jerseys. Now, they was designed by Kobe Bryant because his nickname was the Black Mamba because yeah. he killed people at the end. They had to actually ask the Black Mamba's wife for permission. Hey, can we wear the Kobe-designed Black Mamba jerseys on Friday night to try to close out the heat? And she gave them their okay. Yeah, on Instagram, she posted to her story saying that she approves. So the mama, can I ju- the mama mambo approves. Can I just go back to my original idea of a snake skin black mamba jersey for Lakers? I don't think that would breathe very well. I don't think it would either. But imagine if they actually wore snake skin jerseys. I saw this story <laughs> and it made me think of like teams that roll out special occasion jerseys for the win and Notre Dame used to do that. They're like, we're going to roll out the green jerseys, which is a rare occurrence in modern uh, Notre Dame football. And uh, I want to point out that Lou Holtz had them wear green in the 1995 Fiesta Bowl and a 41-42 loss to the Colorado Buffaloes. Shout out to listener Ryan, Notre Dame fan. Any chance those green jerseys were made of alligator leather and that they killed alligators to make Yeah, Yeah, the, uh, the Notre Dame fighting gators. <laughs> That's, I don't know. Uh, I think that's so funny. I don't know. <laughs> so what do you what do you tip a chambermaid, as they say on Seinfeld? You know what? I uh, didn't know this was a thing, and then I went on a business trip a long time ago, and I was like, "Oh yeah, you're gonna be here for a couple bucks." So you know, you might you get ten bucks, Vegas. If I've won some money, I will leave some uh, some whatever chips I got there. Yeah, I, I, there. I don't know. Maybe like five, ten bucks. Five, ten bucks. Ten bucks for like two days. Yeah, that seems reasonable. Well, Russell Westbrook of the Houston. Rockets left an $8,000 tip for his staff after he was there for two months, which that's a great story. He That's like a nice gesture for him to do. You, you mean that's like a sports best story? I think that's great. I'm trying to do the math quickly. That's I got the 60. math already for you. Okay, good, good. So he made $38.5 million okay. this season. An $8,000 right. tip is 0.2% of his pay. And according to Wikipedia, the average American makes about $95,000, which would be equivalent of a $200 tip for a two-month stay. So that's kind of in line with what you would have been tipping anyway. Here's the thing, though. I mean, once again, it's like he, he left it for the housekeeping staff in total. It wasn't like he gave 200 bucks right. to one person. It was like split amongst however many people people that were doing this stuff. I think it's interesting that he did this. I think it's nice. It's The thing that I find sports best is Westbrook is known as being a neat freak. And he reportedly left his room virtually spotless. So on top of tipping everyone, he did a lot of the work himself. So thank you, Russell. You know, my favorite part of the story. No, what is it? That uh, he was staying at the bubble in Orlando for Disneyland. You know what they call him there? Mouse keepers, not housekeepers. They call them mouse keepers. Oh, my goodness. Do they leave cheese on your pillow instead of a, of a delicious mint? They, they're like called mousekeepers. I don't know if I'd like that if I was a, a mousekeeper. I don't know I'd if like I want that. Jarlsberg. I used to maintain a mouse colony. My first job out of college was 
maintaining a mouse colony. That was a strange job. I had to go into a clean room. I had to wear uh, shoes that had never been outside. Uh, we were doing research on the nicotinic receptors in the brain. It's very interesting stuff. Wow. Is that gonna, is mouse keeping going to come up on the, uh, on the bingo board, sports best bingo board? That's a deep cut, I think, maybe. That's a deep cut. Maybe that'll be the blackout square. That's a deep cut. Um, NFL Thursday night games for the first four weeks. You could only watch those on your NFL network. I do not have your NFL network, so I could not see the Thursday night football games. They're now moving to a little place I like to call Amazon. Amazon. They're moving to Amazon Prime. So you can watch it on, I believe, Fox. But you can also stream the games on the Amazon Prime video. And Amazon saying like, well, we got to give people a couple extra treats if we want them to turn over to the Amazon to watch the game. Tonight is your Tampa Broncaneers. What are they again? Tampa Brady Broncaneers. Tampa Brady Broncaneers taking on the okay. Chicago Bears. And if you watch it on Amazon, did I mess it up? Yeah. What is it? Broncaneers. It's Gronk. Like Gronkowski. Uh, if you watch that game on Amazon Prime, you can choose your announcers. So they have different people calling the game. You get the Fox game. There's like an all-female list of broadcasters that you can have choose. You can, you, can have, you can listen to a very specific podcast while you're watching the game. You can watch. Um, so that's, that's exciting. You have something called an X-ray feature where you can watch instant replays of a play you want to see in real time at any time during the game. So you don't have to wait for a replay from the actual broadcast. Are you stoked about this? Is this not moving the needle for you? Or is this the worst idea ever? No, Somewhere this is totally like, imagine when this becomes a bigger deal. Like, I think they're testing this out. Imagine that you could choose the broadcasters you want for your, like they give you 10 and you're like, you know, I want Jerry Seinfeld and uh, Chris Brock to be the broadcasters on my game up there. Would that be great? I'm calling my shot right now. They're going to open it up for anyone to be able to do it. We're going to start streaming Thursday night games and people are going to tune into the sports best to hear our spot on commentary of what's happening. Can I say this? Um, my, my kids were asking me about this the other day about, Hey dad, why aren't you a sports commentator? It is so hard to broadcast games. That is like some of the most tricky wordsmithing instant, calling out it's incredibly hard to be a good broadcaster especially on the radio it's just really difficult so i'm gonna say on the radio you have to talk even more than if you're doing it live i think a preview of what us calling the game would be is and a tackle by who who's who's 92 who's i don't know who 92 is that's jamal wilkes it's jamal wilkes okay great uh tom brady gets back up and this segment's brought to you by Double Mint Gum. Lasts longer, tastes fresher. Andrew, it's just a lovely chance to be locked in this closet with you and call a game. Thank you so much. I think if, <laughs> I think if we do that, there's going to be in-game betting. Las Vegas set the line on the vice presidential debate bets. What were the odds of a fly landing on Mike Pence's head? That's unbelievable. So... I bet a dollar and I won 80 grand. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't believe we have time for this, but since you brought it up, they had actual lines of things that would happen during the vice presidential debate. I don't think flies landing on heads was on the actual board, but I could be wrong. Yeah, it was it was things like using the term liar, coronavirus, if they're going to wear a mask, how many times they're going to say mask. 
it was a stark contrast of debates it was um i did you watch it um i watched snippets of the debate yeah i, I watched really, it too really wish i really i mean i was on the twitters before i actually tuned in and this fly thing i mean that was i mean that i mean tw that's just like rife with twitter greatness twitter loved the flies and perhaps the flies were the best the sports best one one meme i thought that was hilarious was a picture of uh, ruth bader ginsburg and it shows a picture and she says i was the fly <laughs> she, she came back to haunt the debates you know what the the lord has a good sense of humor because he brought us in the midst of a pandemic and all the other crap going on a fly landed on the vice president's head in the middle of the debate hallelujah hallelujah this has been a flyless edition of sports best Thank you, Andrew. I can't wait to give you a man rub because of our video bet. He's Andrew Keller. I'm Larry Olson. Thanks for stopping by.